sneak on on twos. Adric hits the bricks while Wynn hits the boards. And Will can only be saved by Saber Rider and the Star Sheriffs. Saber Rider, Rider and, and the, the Star, Star Sheriffs. <laughs> That's like 90% of what we're going to talk about with this, right? Yes, the, the opening just, just slaps. Just the, <laughs> the opening theme song and all of the covers that you can find of it. And yes. that's about it. That's all anyone needs to know about this show is just the opening. The rest of it is whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the rest is, I, I don't know, there's some funny stuff in there, but not not necessarily intentionally. Uh, anyways, this is the On Twos podcast, and I'm Will. And I'm Win. All right. And notably, uh, that's not Adric. Adric had some, uh, some shit going on, but you know what? Uh, the show must go on. And Win had suggested this one a while back, which is the reason that we're doing uh, Cow Brewery in the first place was because you suggested this one and then I was like I bet I can find a lot of like shows with robot horses and uh people with big dumb hats. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we could do that. No, and it, it's worked out great. I'm so glad that not only was this show able to be covered, but you had enough of these just fantastic sci-fi westerns for a whole month. Oh yeah. I I mean only one of them doesn't have uh, like robot horses, and that was Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa mm-hmm. that you know had to be covered. Oh yeah, like there's no way around it. I don't know if you've seen that show, but it is. No, I have it. That would be required it, viewing yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> that is a weird TMNT ripoff. Whereas this is uh one of those classics in the Saturday morning cartoon genre, which is. The show from Japan that we just kind of dubbed over. Yep. Just, just bought <laughs> made, the rights and re-edited yep. it and made it a different thing. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Saban. Uh, so, all right. I've got the the thing up. Okay. Original show was Star Musketeer Bismarck, which, I, to my mind, kind of explains Saber Rider a bit more. Yes, definitely. When when you see that that's what show they bought the rights to, you're like, oh, I see oh, why yeah. they had to change everything to make it American. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what the um, what the Bismarck team, who they coincide with in the uh, original. Okay, so Saber Rider, original name Richard Lancelot. That sucks. <laughs> uh, he's British, can't you tell? Uh, I'll have you know that he's Scottish. Uh, from the Scottish the Highlands, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard Lancelot is an 18-year-old Scottish agent assigned to the Bismarck team by the English Royalty... Ooh, that's a little... All right. Yep. By the English <laughs> Royalty's Special Intelligence Division. Uh. Yeah, anyway, that explains why the main character in this is just the the most British person ever. Yes, so very British. It's so fucking funny. It's amazing. Just, just the, the fact that everyone else is cowboys and this guy's just up here like, hello, I've got, I've got my, my bear... My, uh, my bear skin, skin hat, hat on and I'm, I'm going to be... Uh, would you like some tea? Top, like, top of the morning, let's... We'll split the room, chum. <laughs> so good. <laughs> well, and um, uh, if you look to in in Bismarck, the um, who we know in the dub as Fireball, the race car driver, was actually yeah. supposed to be the lead character, like a Japanese national in charge of the team. Yep. And then in Japanese America, they're like, no, he's race. a NASCAR driver. Yeah. Well, he is a motor racing driver in. Uh, yep. Bismarck um but yeah they did they did definitely try and change who the main character is which kind of makes sense as far as why it is the way that it is yes 
No, they they had to do a lot of recuts of the original series, I imagine. I haven't actually seen Bismarck all the way through, but they probably had to cut it up pretty significantly to be like, no, actually, Saber Rider is the main character and not Fireball. Yeah, no, everyone likes that guy. Uh, So that's most of our team. Then we have the American guy uh, who's, I don't know, primary uh primary character flaw seems to be just being american yep he's just a straight up cowboy bounty hunter yep says says uh, pard instead of partner yep uh shoots guns good yep his name is uh, literally and... colt yep <laughs> the names in this show like fucking project ramrod so good really couldn't get like... over ramrod <laughs> But come on, you've got to, like, why? Our frontier equalizer unit, a.k.a. Ramrod, our giant Ram. robot cowboy. No, it it's uh, fantastic. And then, you know, of course, no no super robot show would be complete without the lady. Without one girl. She... They, we have the the star sheriff and the race car driver and the bounty hunter and the lady. She has that like eighties anime girl aesthetic to a T, and also like her eyes seem even bigger than it than they typically are in that aesthetic. Yes, like they are no. up- upsetting in like the fucking battle. Uh, uh, Battle Angel Alita way. Yes. No, definitely. <laughs> like, it's like, like, what is going on here? If, if there was any irony going on in this show, she would be like a parody of like the anime girl yes. who just tags along <laughs> with everybody and is just like an airhead. But there is no irony in this show. So she's here. No. And just around. Completely. Yeah. Um, I, I do like also how the uh, the whole premise of this. All right. We've got these aliens that come from a different dimension and we need to put together a team. And of course, fucking Nepo baby is just your first, your first pick. Like, oh, why, why are they here? Uh, well, her dad's a general. So, yep. Bursts into the room. First scene of episode one and is like, daddy, they found out about Ramrod. Amazing. Actually flawless. Just, yeah. Just, I can't not laugh at a lot of the things that they say in this dumb shit show. No, I mean, like like I had mentioned briefly before we started recording, it's not good. Like, if you look at it objectively, no. it's not good. But I had so much fun watching this. It's like, just a like... Lot, yeah, a lot of things that happen don't make any sense. No. For example, the next scene... So basically, it's, yeah, girl goes and is like, Dad, they might have found Project Ramrod. He's like, okay, well, we better get Saber Rider on it. And then it just hard cut to a guy in a car race. Yep. Like. No introduction, uh, nothing. And then the bounty hunter tries to fucking kill him in his plane. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I'm just like, are you? Do we know who either of these characters are at all? No. Okay. Nope. <laughs> but like, do we even? We we know that like, I I didn't even figure out for a minute that that guy was supposed to be a bounty hunter, and was confused about this guy being his bounty or whatever. Like, oh yeah. Well, he has to verbally explain it to you. You know, like he he almost runs into Fireball and is like, "Wait, that's not the right guy." Oh, yeah. Van Crow has betrayed me. Well, this is the last bounty hunter he wants to cross. And you're like, yeah. wait, who is that? Oh, you're Van a bounty Crow, hunter? Great. What? Yeah, just say more fucking names. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I don't have enough names of people that I don't know yet. Just jam more in there. <laughs> no, it's they they aren't really concerned with doing a lot of good, subtle world building for this. They're just like, listen, cowboys in space go. Yeah, I mean, also, I'm I'm going to guess that there were a lot of toys for this. I haven't looked it up properly, but I, I can't imagine that every single one of these vehicles isn't available as some kind of toy. Oh, yeah. 
No, I found some some pretty funny looking action figures of all of the main characters, and then of course Hell like yeah. a, a Voltron style toy of Ramrod. Of course, of course they would have that. So good. Is this God? This is it has big Voltron energy. Yes. No. Well, if if I'm not mistaken, the the American company that bought the rights was the same one that did, bought the rights to Voltron. So. I think that they, uh, they came out of the same vat. Let me see. Rob Paulson, blah, blah, blah. Peter Keith. World Events Productions? I don't think so. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, they did do that. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that Voltron was a um, was a Saban thing. Yeah, you would think this so. Must have been, yeah. I think Saban really didn't get involved uh, until uh, Super Sentai Zoo Rangers when he made Power Rangers. Yeah, maybe. Because like this before that, this was uh English version of Voltron in nineteen eighty six. When is the English version of the all right, nineteen eighty seven. So yeah, this would have been prior to uh uh Power Rangers coming out. Yeah. Not by a but, huge amount, but yeah. Yeah, I I feel as though maybe this was setting the precedent for that. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I have to um, because it, it came up when I looked up World Events Productions. Uh, they also made Denver the Last Dinosaur, <laughs> which that. which is one that we haven't covered on the show. But it is something that I need to inflict on Adric at some point. No, definitely. It makes a lot of sense that it came out of the studio. <laughs> yes. Hey, they if they know how to do one thing, it's get a fucking theme song stuck in my brain. Oh, yeah. Oh like, yeah. So bad. The only way to get it out is with a knife in my ear. <laughs> like I think you just have to give in. Like listen, the the eye catch for Saber Rider is currently the background on my PC. <laughs> you know, the theme song might have to become my ringtone. Like I think I think we're yeah. stuck. I think Saber Rider has got us now. God, I haven't used a ringtone in the longest time and I I was thinking about it the other day. And I think the funniest ringtone that you can have is just a fart noise. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not like extremely, it, it's so crass that it is extremely funny, basically. No, yeah. Well, it's like, it's the, the perfect amount of contempt for if somebody actually yes. calls you instead of texting you or sending you an email, like... Because that's why you don't have a ringtone anymore is because the only person who calls oh, yeah. your phone is like your doctor and political canvassers. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, and my good friend Scam Likely. Yep. <laughs> calls all the time. Best buds. Everybody's favorite Scam Likely. Yep. But no, this. We, we hang out. It's uh, me, Scam Likely, and potential spam. Potential Just, spam. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We go out, go out dancing on the weekends. Yeah, take them bowling, you know, like GTA Four. <laughs> yeah, God, that would be a good phone call to receive, though. <laughs> hey, Nico, who want to go bowling? bowling? Don't forget about your cousin. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we're at the car crash. Is yep. how far we got. No, and the- uh. This episode gets off on just an absolutely wild start. So we cut to the race, almost crashes his plane into Fireball's car, and it's like, oh, that's the wrong guy. Vancro has betrayed me. And then another hard cut to Fireball winning the race, and then a yep. bunch of bandits pull guns at the finish line. <laughs> and immediately people are like, oh, no, bandits. And then... Saber Rider shoots the guns out of their hands. Fucking shows right up. Just out of nowhere on his robot horse with my favorite lever action laser rifle. It's so good. It's so cool. Also, um, this probably isn't canon, but it makes the show uh, more fun for me. I like to imagine that there are uh, speakers on his horse that are playing that theme song. Yes. Like that, that is diegetic music. Oh yeah. No, like when in the background of the action scene, when it's just playing like the first 30 seconds of the theme song, that has to be yes. coming from Steed the whole time. 
Also, when he calls Steed is so fucking funny to me. So good. <laughs> Just, Steed. Steed. Oh, also, we are coming up on uh, on one of the lines that made me laugh the most of anything. So he gets in there, he sh- just shit houses these guys, and then just like runs around a whole bunch, seemingly for no purpose, goes to a hotel, tells the concierge, please give him a lube job and a lump of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> for my robot horse. <laughs> Also, just the fact that someone said, please give him a a lube lube job job. in this show. In his very nice British accent. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So good. Amazing. And that the the hotel had staff on hand to accommodate somebody's robot horses. Like, do they have a mecha stable? They must, because (laughs) the guy just took the horse and was like, yep, this is my job. I would imagine that the horses like fold up. That could be to some extent. I don't know. I just got a a folding bike and that thing gets pretty small. That's true. Steed just kind of folds up and they carry him to the back and like plug him in and then pour oil on it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's amazing. Also, we're we're coming up on another one of my favorite lines. Uh, They get in the fight over over who gets the room. Yep. Uh, Hotel's Rider really wants the room. Fireball's got the room. Yeah. Yep. They start to fight um, when they're interrupted, of course, by we need to get all of our cast members introduced as quickly as possible. So they're interrupted by a yep. mysterious drifter. And then uh, another one of my favorite lines. Girl walks in and says, has anyone seen a cowboy around here? <laughs> like fucking a has anyone seen a cowboy like 30 anyone. people who could be described as yeah. cowboys turn to look at her <laughs> just 10 gallon hats turning all over everywhere you see of course Although this hotel this hotel does have a lot more businessmen than i would imagine there's like i don't know if it's a class thing where it's like are all the poor people cowboys or what yeah well it's almost like I mean, they, as Saber Rider explains to us in the opening, the the expansion of humanity out into space has created a new frontier. So I bet all the people in suits are like those big New York City types who came to watch the race out in in the boonies in the in the frontier world. It reminds me a lot of um, in the Gundam Origin OVAs. Char spends a lot of time on. What is basically like cowboy theme world that is designed yeah. explicitly as a vacation place for people who want to go pretend to be cowboys for a week to just yeah just go go relax shoot some guns no exactly it's, say say yeehaw a bunch we're we're in the far future but hey look we've got this this uh, O'Neill cylinder colony that is old west yeah. themed and it's got horses on it and everyone <laughs> still has like pump or like break open shotguns and lever action rifles yep. like yeehaw buddy let's go that's just this whole show <laughs> but so this woman yeah, comes so, in and it so says this is just in the gundam series yeah this is yeah. just taking place so on that column has anyone seen a cowboy around here and also i just realized so was colt trying to rob them of the hotel key so that he could just plow this girl in there um then her dad comes in i think that's is the implication about the way that they were dancing earlier yeah he he took colt oh, took this girl colt, to a yeah. square dance and she goes daddy found out about the square dance whereupon her father storms in with a left with a gun <laughs> like yeah let me teach you well, about and- hitting on my daughter well, and there's also the implication because Colt just stole the room key. Yes. Like, what? What? I mean, yeah, what else does he need the room for but to, to take home right? the girl he met at the square dance, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so her father storms in, shoots at everybody. Colt runs away because he doesn't want yeah, this chick's dad to kill like, him. You like dancing? How about you do the Winchester <laughs> shuffle? The Winchester waltz. It was so good. <laughs> yes. 
And, you know, when when Colt is talking to Fireball and Saber Rider, he drops some of the best old Western vernacular. Yes. He calls Fireball Kimosabi. He goes, I'm on a hunt, savvy. So good. It's amazing. Just some, yeah, just some, like, pointless Lone Ranger shit going on. Especially since Wonderful. the voice actor is doing, like, the stereotypical cowboy John Wayne voice. And no yeah. one else is <laughs> like fireball just has a normal voice. The just, voice actor yeah, is not is putting just, on an yeah, accent. Normal ass shonen boy. <laughs> and, then, and then you have the most British guy ever. ever. And then just howdy partners. I'm I here on like a hunt. See how, how they put on their weird fucking clothing. Yes, his like that makes no sense. His his weird battle suit where like the boots are like slip on shoes that then tighten themselves. Yeah, that click on in the back. Yes. Also, oh, I didn't realize before. So in this scene at about ten minutes where he's putting on all the stuff, he grabs this helmet that has a built in cowboy hat, right? Yes. And then we cut and he has taken off the helmet. And put on a different cowboy hat. A different regular cowboy hat. <laughs> mind, mind you, this is a different regular cowboy hat from the one that he entered the hotel wearing because that was a sombrero. That was his disguise hat, yes. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got so many hats. He, he's a cowboy. He can't go anywhere without a 10-gallon hat. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, without three, apparently. Well, you know, it's like... Uh, if you have different sets of shoes for different things, you're like, oh, these are my dress shoes, yeah, and yeah, then these yeah. are my sneakers. You know, he's got his these are my this is my battle helmet cowboy fancy, hat, yeah, and then his yeah, regular streetwear cowboy hat, armor cowboy hat. Yeah, exactly. He's just got a whole rack in his closet for hats. Right. Also, yeah. If that's the case, that he really sucks at color matching because this brown cowboy hat does not go at all with his blue armor. No, it really does not. But, but you know, he's an American, so we can't expect all that much of him. Yeah, American cowboys don't do fashion, you know? Right. <laughs> that, that's why they wear a lot of, like, leather dusters and boots of a different color of brown. It's yeah. perfect. God, I still want to at some point... Um, I mean, you remember that, uh, the Mexican, uh, ice cream place. Yeah. Uh, like that was across the street from the card shop we used to go to. Mm -hmm. Okay. In that same strip mall, there is also, or there was five years ago, a, uh, Mexican cowboy clothing store. No way. Yeah. Yeah, like I I see people walk in and out of there and they're like amazing. It's just like how how have I not noticed you fuckers before? Cuz good god, you're just dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> I need to go in there and get a hat and a poncho and like look the part. Right? <laughs> no, I I can't uh, so overstate then... how much I like the aesthetics of this show. It's so goofy and unnecessary and perfect. It's there's a lot of juxtaposition in it that I'm not the biggest fan of. Like, I feel just the stuff like the um him wearing a regular cowboy hat when he has this, like, the helmet with a cowboy hat built in. Like, that type of stuff just kind of rubs me weirdly. I still like it, but it it's just like... No, I it's completely like, nonsensical, you know, like... Why Why is there this stereotypical cowboy with so many different kinds of cowboy hats, and yet the person whose official title is Star Sheriff is actually like an English cavalryman yeah. from, the, from the Three Years' War? Some British guy. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he has like this bearskin-looking hat, and also it has... That's not a Union Jack. They all have like flags on their shit. Yep. No. Which is also odd to me yeah i mean that i don't think that we established how nations work no like in any real way i don't think britain exists in saber rider it definitely exists in bismarck but this is just it a just, holdover yeah. just like just how exists as an aesthetic at this yeah. point 
like if you look at Fireball's like racing armor, he's got the Japanese flag on there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was noticing that as well. I so, don't know that uh, that Colt has like a bunch of American flags on him or whatever, but he does have stars. Yep. And you know, I but think I think the cowboy just hat just cowboy. stands in for America. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, it makes me think of all those. That's how that works. Yeah. Like there's that really famous story I think of like in the the 60s or 70s where some Japanese ambassadors came over to America and the American government was like, okay, well, what do you want to do while you're over here? And they're like, well, we want to go to Texas and put on 10-gallon hats and boots with spurs (laughs) and be cowboys. (laughs) Because that's what America is in the eyes of Japan. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I made that tracks. Also, I did a track back and that helmet... It it just has an American flag, like, right on the front of it. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Flawless. Uh, so then, the, um, the fucking aliens, whatever the shit they're named, attack. Yep. The, the Outriders from another dimension. Yeah, sure. They... I can't remember. You can't, like, just start the name without and remember. <laughs> And remember, expect me to remember what the shit they are. Are they outlaws? Like, are outlanders? they outriders? Yeah. Outlanders? No, and it's Out, yeah. And they introduce this concept with with no warning. They're like, yeah, so these frontier planets are being raided by bandits from another dimension, another dimension made of vapor. Because right after this hotel scene, we cut to Colt like looking for Van Crow. Because he gave him the wrong target, I guess. And Colt just ices him with a laser gun and vaporizes him within like 30 seconds of meeting this guy. I was under the impression that 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 like if you kill them, they just go back to. Yeah, out, they, they go back to their world. vapor dimension because as as Saber Rider very nicely explains to us, they're made of vapor, so you just vaporize yeah. them and send them back to their dimension, but they'll be back. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's just kind of the the way around showing killing a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, you don't just want to be like, yeah, Space Cowboys just actually iced these that's, people. That's what our hero just killed 50 people. <laughs> yes. But at- like, this is post Gundam, but it's it's not that far post Gundam. No, for sure. And this is definitely like, I mean, this is being made for America. This is not being marketed towards like 16 year olds. This is being marketed to like nine year olds. Yeah, definitely. Thus, thus all the toyetic shit. No, exactly. I mean, uh, the the ramrod toy is actually almost identical as far as I can tell to like those early transformers starscream toys where oh where where he'd turn into a jet yeah where it because ramrod is either a spaceship or a cowboy and just like those old starscream toys when it turns into a spaceship if you just look at the bottom it is just the the robot just kind of like curled up as tight as possible yeah just shoved into so that you you can't see it from the top yeah but it doesn't look anything like a plane (laughs) and so not very aerodynamic at the bottom no and certainly not any kind of robot in disguise you know if you're on the ground looking up at it you're like oh yep that's a cowboy right there Which, of course, leads us into we need to go and get Ramrod, because so far all of our heroes have been separate and they haven't had their sweet robot yet. Well, and yeah, I I did like when um, Fireball's going in there and he's like, time to do a special move. And then he just does a bunch of donuts and crashes his car. (laughs) That's a secret race driver technique. Yeah, car fucking spins around a whole bunch and then smacks into a wall. So good. Wow, what a what a guy. Flawless So then driver. we get Ramrod. Yes. Uh, which is the... I don't know if... Once they activate Ramrod, Ramrod has its own voice, mm-hmm. and it just, like, immediately jams out, like, five catchphrases in a row. Yes. Like it, it, they're just desperately trying to kids. You like this, don't you? 
Look, the things he's saying, you could say them too. It's so cool. I mean, Saber Rider literally says, it's so cool. Yes, it's so cool. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's just amazing to me how this robot is pitched as needing to exist. Because you watch Gundam and they go, okay, the mobile suits were invented because when you're fighting out in space, you don't have to worry about like... How does this giant robot stand on two legs without collapsing under its own weight? It's like, oh, it's zero gravity. Okay. And it kind of makes sense why you might have these weird mecha. And then they're like, yeah, so the the desperados from another dimension have giant robot bandits that they use to attack us. So, of course, the only solution. Yeah, so we got to get one of them, too. Was to create a giant robot cowboy. Yep. And, I mean, it's amazing. Genius. The, I love Truly. the design of Ramrod. Like it is, it is so very much just like okay. Voltron is really cool and popular. Voltron looks like a space knight. How do we make space cowboy? Yeah. Boom. Ramrod. <laughs> how, do we, how do we give this uh, robot a fucking duster? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so good. It also has a built-in ten gallon hat in case anyone listening was worried. And yep. no no no, don't worry. Of its course. head is also shaped no. like a ten gallon hat. <laughs> yep. So then they just shoot the other robot with a gun. Yep. They they pull out their space revolver <laughs> like, and just they blast kick it. it a bunch. Yeah. They kick it a bunch, but then they're just like, how about we just blap this fucker in the face? <laughs> Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Which is, it's such a funny, like, you know, Voltron, that type of stuff. They always have this, like, their ultimate weapon. Yep. Which is always, like, a gigantic sword or, like, a big fuck. And this is just, like, a gun. gun. Like, it's it's not especially big or anything. No. It's just a gun. Because it's a revolver. That like they're so committed to the Western aesthetic that they can't be like, oh, here's our hyper mega rail cannon. They're just like, no, it's just a revolver. I mean, but you could go with like a Winchester or something like 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 you could go with you know that's true. It could have some a big type of rifle. Yep, but no, that that would look better in this situation. Nope they. They just have the revolver, and and like every Voltron fight, they start off with the kicks and the punches, and they're like, hey, wait a minute, we should form Blazing Sword, except, hey, wait a minute, gun! So yeah, they destroy the robot, and then we get about a minute and a half long scene of them explaining the command structure of the space of the space sheriffs or the star sheriffs and showing off their uh security badges yep (laughs) just it's just a key card and they're like holding it up like honestly that looked like the hardest sell of any of these because they they're holding it like to camera like someone would hold a fucking gallon of milk that they're trying to sell on a commercial. Yes. No. And I love that. There's, there's at least like 60 seconds of April, the token lady explaining why they don't have like sheriff's badges, like five pointed star badges. It's like, Oh, which is the outriders. It's so fucking funny. So good. We're out of silver. The, the outriders <laughs> took over the silver mines, so now Cavalry Command doesn't have enough silver to make more badges for you. Anyway, anyway we have these key Here's cards. A key card we could never, we could never have made them star shaped. <laughs> they just, we tried it so much. They don't work. Yeah, you can't turn plastic into a star shape. It just doesn't work, man. You can't. Yeah, you can't swipe a star. We tried a lot. Oh, can I please get the the key card swiper that's designed to accept sheriff stars, please? Uh, yes. Can I go to the grocery store and like <laughs> plug in the top prong of my sheriff badge into the chip reader? That would be so amazing. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be great. Like the funniest thing about this whole conceit is just how unnecessary it is like who gives a shit yeah you can't you can't have the cool badge because we're out of like why 
Why why from a writing perspective no. did you make this decision? Who who needed this explained? You know, like what American kid yes. is watching the show and being like, hey, wait a minute, why don't they have star badges? Nobody I, no one's really asking makes this me question. Wonder, though, like, like, were they selling those key cards? Oh my god. Can we get can we get into a merch corner here? I hope can we, so. Can we find like all right, Saber Rider merch? That that would absolutely I, I just, make my day if we could find the fucking what does she call them? She doesn't call it a key card. She I, gives it a dumb acronym like an EDU or something. Something like it's, that. It's it's okay, an electronic so something unit. The Voltron store only has two issues of the Saber Rider comic for sale. Let's check uh just go to the shopping tab. On DuckDuckGo. These are just brand new (laughs) t-shirts. You said you found some toys, right? Yeah, I did find, I mean, from 1987, you know, the action figures. All right, I found, yeah, I I think I just found those action figures. Yep. And they look like shit. Oh, no, they're... Like these... (laughs) They're not good. Let me tell you, they're not good. (laughs) They look like they're supposed to be robots. Yes. Well, that's because they've got the weird, like, command armor that they wear when they're piloting Ramrod, even though they're not in danger. Well, and also their arms are riveted on. Yeah. With, like, hollow rivets that they didn't paint or anything. They just look fucking horrible. Oh, yeah. That that's some good 1987 quality control right there on those toys. Yeah, right. And let's see if we got ooh, uh, we have the Bismarck Road Leon. Uh, so this is some kind of vehicle. Yep, I I did find the uh, the Mecca uh, from eBay. Bismarck. It's branded as the Bismarck one and not branded as the um the Saber Rider Mecca, but. I did find the toy. Yeah, let shoot me that link. It it's on eBay and it can be yours for the low low price of four hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> this has to be like I, I'll never understand toy people. No, I mean th- this is the Transformers thing where it's like this Transformers toy that doesn't do anything and barely even pretends to transform is a million dollars, please. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. Like, nostalgia's powerful. It is. It is. It and yeah. I, I I've spent money on stupid shit. I have a lot of Gundam kits that I haven't built. Oh yeah. No, I mean we can't be throwing but, a lot of shade in that direction. <laughs> yeah. But it is still amazing to me the like cost that some of these things can Yeah, can accrue. It's pretty crazy. Can command. Yeah. Do you look into the video game at all? I haven't, no. So there's um some screenshots. I've I found some some like footage of the just demo. Look up Saber Rider video game and see if I can get any. Yeah, I found um here, let me link you to I found some footage of the demo that got released. Yeah. So it it's one of those things where like it looks like it was a Kickstarter thing, and I'm not sure that it ever actually happened. No. There is a Steam link. Yep. The the link on the the website I found appears to be broken, and the last just, update just links straight back to the website. Yep, and the last update was five years ago. So, yeah, so probably dead. Yeah, probably. Yep. Okay. In the in the title credits for the uh, the video, it says Kickstarter executive director, Kickstarter executive producer. So yeah. definitely a fan game, but I like how this looks. I mean, this looks like straight up like Ninja Turtles style brawler a thus far it it looks like uh sunset riders oh yeah it totally does yeah which that's i I don't know if i mentioned it when we were doing cowboys wild west cowboys and moo mesa last week but that one also had a uh sunset riders ripoff video game oh yeah all the way down to the stampedes oh yeah yep yeah Okay. No, that's that's funny. I mean, it it looks like it'd be fun. It looks like it'd be fun if it was a thing that existed. Oh, for sure. You know, like this is the kind of thing where like 
<laughs> if you would go to like a hockey rink or something and this would be their one like knockoff arcade machine that you and your friends yeah. could play. Yeah, I mean this this looks yeah. totally like a game of that era. Of course, it's Kickstarter, so they love these kinds of nostalgia projects. Yep. I do like how you linked me to this coloring book and I click the link, of course. <laughs> um and then it's like, oh, related sponsored items. Uh we got the One Piece board game, we got uh some League of Legends Yumi Valentine's Day love box. And then we have the new soft chefs soft chest native binding Hiyori Mikakino bunny one quarter scale PVC figure. <laughs> it's just some 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 lady spreading her legs like right for the world to see. Yep. Did you want a coloring book? Maybe you're interested in, in this PVC vagina. <laughs> Listen, anime fans like a certain thing (laughs) (laughs) well but i don't know what if we're talking anime fans i would think that anime fans would watch the the original go for bismarck yeah maybe but i don't know if like i haven't tried to look but if it was already kind of hard for us to find like uploads of saber riders it might be almost impossible to find uploads of bismarck Bismarck. Unless you like go and yeah. buy like DVDs or probably VHS tapes. Probably. Yeah, this show was available on DVD. Yep. Not that not that I was gonna buy. No, it. for sure. And I I think it was VHS two because the way that I watched this show, because of course I wasn't alive in nineteen eighty seven. So the way that I had to experience no, this same. show was like going to Blockbuster and being like I like Naruto. Let's see what else is in the anime section. Space Cowboys. We. Also, I said same there for not being alive in 1987. I was alive in 1987. I wasn't going to say anything. I just was not watching this show. You had better taste when you were a child. I'm not going to gaslight all of our uh, listeners into thinking I'm younger than I am. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to be like, oh, Will, you're old. Oh, (laughs) I'm so old, I don't remember when I was born. (laughs) But no, I mean, I'm probably the last generation of people who, like, have any chance of having gone to a Blockbuster video store. Like, no one younger than me did that. I guarantee it. Yeah. So, all right. So, did you see, uh, let me see, what were the video store ones? Uh, Ninja Scroll was, all right. I mean, you got to have seen Ninja Scroll. That's like, if you want to be an old taco. That was the big one. Uh, That one and like Princess Mononoke were always in in the video store, uh, like some kind of section. No, I remember both of those. They were always like the ones that, yeah, that jump out to you because they're still in the adult section, but they're cartoons. No, exactly. And like. Of course, by the time I was going to video stores, there was a lot of the, like, Toonami Block style shows showing up. Oh, And sure. so that's how I watched Gundam Wing, you know? Gundam Wing was like a a three-disc set to get all of the TV episodes. <laughs> yep. And I, I remember I Which... rented the first disc, watched it all, and was like, oh, this is awesome. I love Edgy Boy and all of his edgy friends. I like I like robot with cape. robot with cape. I like robot Grim Reaper whose scythe can't work underwater. And yeah. I took it back to the video <laughs> store and was like, "Okay, where's disc two? And s- how many more of this do you have? And somebody had rented disc two like six months prior and never returned it. And so I had to like, oh, fuck I, I rented the third disc and then would like, every time my parents took me back to the video store, I would pester whoever was, whoever the random employee was at the front desk to be like, Hey, when are you going to get a new yeah. copy of the second disc of Gundam wing? I'm missing the middle I'm part. Come on. Dork again. Yeah. What well, we're, yeah. Let, let's order a new one so that we can get, one rental charge out of it yeah, ever. Who else is gonna rent Gundam Wing <laughs> from that kid? <laughs> Honestly, I, I would bet that back back then you would just 
go to your distributor and just be like, I want anime. And they would be like, okay, here's a uh, hundred DVDs for like 80 bucks. Yep. <laughs> and, and, but then if you wanted to get any of them individually, then it was a pain in the ass. Oh, for sure. Cause there had to be, I mean, this would be back in the day of like, um, I'm trying to remember. I remember people telling me about uh, what they used to do to get Sailor Moon DVDs was there was just a guy in Canada who was a really big fan of Sailor Moon oh, yeah. and he just ran a website called Beach's CD Shop. And you were like, hey, Beach, mm-hmm. I like Sailor Moon. I want rips of Sailor Moon episodes. You'd be like, okay, as soon as I have 100 people who all want Sailor Moon DVDs, I just order them en masse from South Korea and get the, the bootleg version <laughs> shipped over. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and if you wanted to watch Sailor Moon, that's how you did is you had to talk to Beach. <laughs> God, I have to I have to check with my cousin at some point in regards to how he got. So the first I think the first anime that I ever watched, it was it was either um, the bad version of Nausicaa recorded off of TV by my parents mm-hmm. or um, Ranma one half that my cousin uh, made a VHS for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and we watched the crap out of that VHS oh, yeah. and I still like, I still like Ron. No. Yeah. I mean, I obviously which came, is, it's, it's great. It gives me something to talk with trans people <laughs> about all the time. It's so easy. We just bond it's over. Like, oh, yep. Like Ron one half. Too. It's like, oh yeah, this was an awakening moment. Huh? I watched yeah. all of it. Yeah. Remember that kitty turn into a pig. Yeah, it's funny. It's great. Uh-huh. The magical hot springs. No, I mean, that was, yep. That was how uh, you had to get anime back in the day. Like I had, I was very lucky to be born. <laughs> you had to have a cousin. Yeah, you had to have a cousin. <laughs> a cousin who's somehow getting it from somewhere, somewhere. You know, like getting like illegal bootlegs from from Asia and then recording over VHS tapes of family home videos so that you could get your anime. You know, I I would bet that part of it. So it was in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. So I. If I had to take a guess, I would bet that he got it at Gen Con. Oh, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, because this would have been back when Gen Con was still in Lake Geneva. Yeah. And back when at anime conventions, you actually went there to watch anime? <laughs> Unlike the modern day? Well, this... <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, Gen Con was like a gaming sure. convention, but I can't imagine that they didn't have like... The same type of thing. I don't know. I don't know what old anime conventions were like. I mean, obviously me neither. I I was definitely not born when that was happening. But that was like, as far as I'm able to tell, that's what people did when you went to like, I don't know if Yomacon existed back then, but you would go to Yomacon not to like talk about anime and go to panels and stuff. They'd be like, hey, we got the the dragon yeah, box we of dbz have the show you can actually watch if you it. want to watch dbz you have to come to yomacon because we we were the only ones yeah. in north america who have the tapes <laughs> <laughs> just like you've heard of urusei yatsura we have yep. it all of it and we're the only ones <laughs> whereas yeah now nowadays if i go to an anime convention which i haven't been to since the whole pandemic yeah. but uh when i do go then it's just like yep i am just going to uh day drink and watch or walk around people watch and uh play video games and yep. shit and and go to panels with people and be like hey you know what was it like being the english voice of uh which for mercury you know just yeah. like oh there's the voice actor for suleta <laughs> and there's the voice actor for amaro whoa they're getting old right <laughs> But speaking, uh, did we even want to get into the second episode? I mean, because we're, we're already at like almost an hour. I mean, that's up to you. I think that that was kind of my goal when I pitched this. Well, originally, my goal when I pitched the show to you was to be like, haha, Will and Adric can can laugh at this bad old show that I remember. But having seen it, my goal is to just kind of wax nostalgic about how anime used to be. <laughs> oh, sure. It's like, can all right, well, I'll just. I'll just go through um, the notes that I took while I was. uh, uh, So episode starts off with a floating space head, which is a it always reminds me of Zardoz, like 
Zardoz or the David Lynch Dune movie. And it's just a sign that like, oh, this is not going to be good. (laughs) They couldn't figure out how to start this off. They went with a floating space head just delivering a fucking exposition to you. Of course, it's going to be terrible. Um, uh, Then I just have the phrase maximum stallion power written Mm -hmm. down. Uh, Yep. Which is, is, I I believe that's the thing the British guy says. It's one of the things that he can say when he, his robot horse takes flight into the sky. Uh, Yep. Uh, And then there was, so there's a situation where they need to get the whole team together and Saber Rider gives very explicit uh, instructions to both Colt and Fireball and then says, April, I'll need you too. Yep. <laughs> like, and and girl. <laughs> and and you. You can you can come too. Don't worry about it. Yep. And let me tell you, having seen more yeah. of the show, that doesn't change. <laughs> it sticks around. It, That's all, all it the is same. The the three main characters and April. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then we have the Outriders talking to one, like the Outriders having a meeting with my favorite line from it being, we can't have fun. <laughs> like that's, so that's what they're pissed off about is that their dimension doesn't have fun oh. as a concept. Yeah. They have <laughs> to come here and steal our fun. Yeah. Uh, just the worst. No, it, uh, in episode two, we then, get some good stuff with like, you know, they pretend like April's going to be a more important character when she like judo throws a bunch of people around the dojo and we get some cool yep, like Saber Rider gets on his horse and uses his sword for once, you know, and not a gun because mm-hmm. swords can deflect lasers. You see, they're made of metal. Uh, Yep. And we have Colt giving a gun safety yep. lesson. <laughs> there's, there's no kidding. Like. Just about a minute and a half. No, there's like two minutes of uh, just character giving reasonable gun safety advice. Yep. <laughs> Which is just, oh, I love to see it. it. It's important for shows directed at Americans. You got to start teaching them young. Yeah. Uh, and then the last note that I have is uh, it's it's specific. It's time stamped. Um it's the guy at about 1650 mm-hmm. reminds me of the guy from the skeleton vine. Just the, the voice that this guy oh, comes up. Yes. With. So good. Like it, there, there's this weird slurring to it. It's just saber rider. The, there's a cloud. God, they come on down to the canyon. They got us pinned down. No, it, it's so good. Let me find, all right, let me find the skeleton vine so that, Everyone has context. Yeah, so that I can link this so everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. Also, it's just like one of my favorite videos. Oh, no. And I haven't. I don't know that I've even mentioned this one on the show. Definitely like a top three Vine, though. So good. Oh, yeah. I I just I loved it. It It's like, you know, back at it at the Krispy Kreme skeleton Vine and then like D's nuts. Uh, I liked the, there was also the, uh, the let's McFreakin let's lose McFreakin it. Let's McFreakin lose it. So good. Yes. I should have it saved here somewhere. All right. We're getting, we're getting back into the section of my, my likes that <laughs> probably was when Vine existed. Yep. That would be a nice time to go back to. Whatever. You've, yeah, it was nice. Let's have Vine back. Can we trade in TikTok for Vine, please? <sighs> Can we just trade in Twitter? Yes. For Vines? Like, uh, yeah. Trade in Twitter for, like, MTG the source. <laughs> trade in Twitter for anything at yeah. this point, honestly. Like a donut. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'll find the video and I'll link it. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone listening yeah, isn't any... familiar with what we mean by skeleton Vine, you can just look it up. You'll You'll find it. Yeah. Well, apparently you can't. Eh, you can probably find it on YouTube. That's got to be all the old vines. That's where I'm oh, looking. Oh, really? That is where I'm looking currently. And I did not find it when I typed in skeleton vine. <laughs> this is 
just the problem with the internet in a general sense. Yeah, I mean. Is that everything gets harder and harder to find. Yeah. No, definitely. So any any final thoughts on the show? Numerical rating? In in the objective sense, I mean, it it gets the same kind of rating that you would give any other, like, generic American dub from the era where, like, the voice acting is really stiff. The plot is like full of contrivances and zero subtlety. But from like a fun and the plot's gibberish. Oh, it's just insane. Like they don't establish anything. They just drop new information on yeah. you and expect you to roll with it. It's the same way with Voltron where they're like, "Oh, and then the space princess can show you where the robot lions are." And you're like, "Wait, what? What's going on?" At the very least, though, it has Voltron tends to have a structure to it where it's like, okay, the the thing showed up. We got to get all the robots together. All right, we got the robots together and now we're going to, you know, put the uh, put Voltron together and then we need the sword and then we'll play song, the and then song, we'll chop up the monster and then, and then yeah. the episode's over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Voltron had the advantage of like they were just dubbing it. As opposed to Saber Rider, which also needed to be cut apart and re-edited to to Americanize. Yeah. That's why, like, there are so many, like, hard-cut transitions, all of which are punctuated by a whip crack, because, of course. It, yeah, it all makes it really hard to... There were a lot of, like, uh, uh, like, wipe fades. I can't remember the name for them. But, like, not just wipe. Uh, wipe transitions, but like with a fade going for yeah. it, it's not. No, good. they're they're really jarring, and you know. So in the objective sense, it's like there are fifty two episodes of the show. Do not set out to watch all fifty two of them. I guarantee you won't be having fun by the end of that. But yeah, you may. In fact, if you have a kid, don't let them. <laughs> like if you start watching it, don't let them. Yeah, because for one thing, you're gonna have to buy ancient toys. Uh, but then on top of that, like if they get hooked on this, then you're stuck watching all of yes. it. No, like they, there are better, there are certainly better shows in the universe than this thing. But if you want to just like laugh at the way that dubbed anime used to be in the eighties and just kind of let this weird trip of a thing wash over you. I mean, when I was preparing to come on this podcast, I watched 12 episodes of the show and had a great time. I was singing along to the theme song being like, yeah, power stride and ready to ride. Looking up all the covers of the theme song. Exactly. And being like, oh man, someone wrote like a comic for it like 10 years ago and was like, look, I updated Saber Rider. I made them into like modern anime characters and they all look so weird. No. So I had a good time watching it. It's not good. You know, don't set out to watch the whole thing. But hey, if you want to see some space cowboys with laser guns and giant cowboy robots, you could do worse than watching the first couple episodes of Saber Rider. I I found the video. Ah, excellent. (laughs) Yeah, it really is not. Yeah, like it's watchable from a historical standpoint and that. It seems to be the uh, the theme of this month. <laughs> yes, it's just like yeah, I enjoy I enjoy watching this and just looking at it as a fucking artifact. Yes, but I can't I can't really recommend that anyone else watch. No, it. No, you know this is the kind of thing where you watch it and you go, "Yep, like I now have a clearer picture in my head how we got from where." anime started to where anime is now you know it fills in an important gap in that process but it's it's old it's crusty it's not good but that's you know i mean i describe a lot of significantly better shows that way you know like i wouldn't recommend anyone go back and watch original dragon ball like that anime is probably like one of the most important anime of all time and i don't think the majority of modern viewers would be able to sit through it I don't know. I, I rewatched it, I think, like five years ago, and I did. In, I enjoyed it. it. It had like good pacing yeah. is one thing. That's true. Like just the fact that it's a, it's a competently you know, woven it, story as opposed to just like a bunch of yeah. random bullshit happening. 
Yeah. Well, and a bunch of random bullshit happens too. It it is a little bit hard to get over the whole like uh Goku slapping everyone in the crotch when he meets him. But Oh yeah. I mean that's like it's it it is similar to Saber Rider in that sense where you're like Oh, this is something from a very different <laughs> culture. Sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember when Saber Rider was just like fondling <laughs> yeah. everyone that he met? I need to make sure that April is a woman. Let me grab her. <laughs> Let me check. Hold on one minute. Hold on, chum. Let's Let me cop a feel. We got to check your bollocks. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's of a different uh, time and of a different culture. You know, like you watch original Dragon Ball and you're like, Oh, this is what a Japanese gag manga was like 40 years ago, you know? Yeah, and then it got too serious. Yeah, and then Shonen Jump was like, hey, actually, more people are buying it when it's about cool explosions and not, like, weird monkey kid adventures. So, Toriyama, more explosions. Now. Chop, chop. Just do that. Do that stuff. No one gives a shit about Arale. No one gives a shit. I mean, no one gives a shit about original Dragon Ball, like... Do you know how many people are like, they watch those first couple episodes of Dragon Ball Z and they're like, who's Piccolo and why does Goku know him? You know? Yeah. And and then they're just like, oh, well, I don't care. And I'll just keep watching because I'm a kid. Yeah, because it's the only thing that's on on Saturday mornings. And so I need something to go with my Frosted Flakes. (laughs) And that's, you know, I mean, that's where Saber Rider is landing. You know, like if I if I had been smart, I should have watched it at like. 10 a.m. Saturday morning with like a big bowl of Fruit Loops or something and been like, yes, I'm eight years old again and I'm kicking my feet in front of Toonami and I'm going to watch whatever garbage is on. Yeah, just what, whatever they've decided to license. Yep. It's like, oh, this week they, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess if I'm yeah coming at it from a perspective of like it's competent but it does it suffers from that whole 80s thing you know the the thing where it's like oh well we just we can't just trust the japanese to have put together a good enough story we have to reconstruct this whole fucking thing not giving a shit about any type of continuity and that's really where it it just takes a nosedive for me uh and winds up with i don't know uh two of the four pilots inside of uh biz it's not bismarck ramrod Ramrod. (laughs) i did like how there was that very um like esoteric not not or surrealist sequence of them getting into it where they're in like a square pattern and it's like where in the robot is this happening what why did because they get into the spaceship and are like and they divide up the roles they're like okay there's the like driver's seat so fireball you're the race car driver go get in the driver's seat there's the chair that controls all the quick draw so colt go be a gunslinger yeah and then here's the command chair for saber rider and then and April sits. Uh, there's a yep, woman off yeah, to the side for ladies over there. Yeah, <laughs> and and then when it turns, She's riding side saddle in the chair. Basically, I mean, she literally <laughs> says, "And I'll ride shotgun." She doesn't say what her role is, yeah. like what her chair does. She just says, "I'll ride shotgun." Which, like, ostensibly, with this being a western, then that has a meaning yes, to it. It, sh- it could be <laughs> like a gunner riding seat. shotgun meant that you had the shotgun. Yes. And then, of course, when it transforms from spaceship into robot cowboy, like you say, they go down this elevator and all their chairs, like, form up back to back in a square yeah. so they can't look at each other. Like... <laughs> And it's totally unclear where they so are. so much bigger on the inside. Yes. Like, so much bigger. No, and I'm pretty sure the spaceship and the robot are of different sizes. Like, the spaceship looks to be, like, kind of like a space shuttle-sized object. And then the robot is, like, 150 feet tall. Yeah. It's bonkers. No, it's... And it sure is a you thing. You know what? We've been, we've been going for over an hour, so... And if nothing else, that's that's an endorsement of quality. Stop just ranting about this fucking robot (laughs) and say that next week we're doing Brave Star, uh, which I don't think it has giant robots, but it does have 
you know, cowboys. Yep. It also it also has a very special drug episode that I'm making sure that we get in there. Absolutely. You gotta have the drug episode. Yeah. So for all the Bebop fans to know that, hey, drug episodes have a long tradition in anime. Maybe we maybe we didn't do the space western that you like, but we did do one with drugs. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Power stride and ready to ride. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. Big thanks to the composer of our theme, Miles Morkery, and to Bernadette Meeker, the artist for our thumbnail. We are Ontoos Pod on Twitter.com. Our website is Ontoos.club. You're the best. Good night. Good night.